Hello, my name is John Tonsi, and welcome to the Connect Podcast with Indianola First Assembly. And I'm Joel Simpson, and our goal is to build community and relationships through sharing life experiences and God stories to inspire and connect with each other on a deeper level. So Joel, today is a unique one for us. We are actually going to have two people that we're recording at once. We haven't done this before, so it'll be fun to do. In today's podcast, we have Amelia and Joe Bedwell. And with having both Joe and Amelia here today, we're going to split this into two episodes. So this is episode one of two. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing great. Are we excited for this? We are excited for this. And, and also, uh, for the, those of you that may not know, Amelia is our children's pastor. And Joe is our, our recently appointed communications pastor. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And so congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. So Joe, what was the process of becoming the AV pastor? So yeah, I think the official title is communications pastor. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So communications pastor is the title. And yeah, the process to getting to this point was, you know, God's hand was just on it the whole time. Um, I was at a place back in January of this year. I should probably preface too by saying that for the past, I don't know how many years was it, Amelia? Two ish years. Um, I Two and a half. was I had a, a separate business doing um, all sorts of different stuff related to video work and even photography at one point. Um, and I had a contract with our church uh, to do their video work, and that was pretty much it. And then I was technically volunteer leader over our live stream over our online campus. And um, in January, after many months of prayer and just feeling the spirit kind of impressing on me that it was time for something different in my life, I stepped away from that contract and kind of um, stopped doing that kind of work really for anybody, not just the church, but for anybody. I wasn't taking any video work or anything like that. And I didn't really know what God had next for me, but I just knew that he was leading me to that season. And after a lot of just different events from January to really the past you know month, month and a half, I just... It felt like it was time to start looking for some different employment, um, and I didn't expect that coming into this year. I didn't really w- even want that, to be honest, but it was just time. You know, practically, I just needed to start looking for something, and so I was. I had a few leads on some different jobs and, you know, was going through some interviewing processes and basically told, you know, my in-laws, who are Pastor Barry and Alyssa, uh, about that and what maybe, you know, coming for our family and things like that, and... Just through some different conversations with Pastor Barry um, and, you know, him saying, you know, if there was any interest of, you know, to do things around our church still. And, you know, in my heart, I didn't know if there was, but the more we talked, the more I just felt that excitement. And I and I felt, and it was kind of unexpected for me, but um, I do, I love this house. I love this church. Uh, I've really, I started really my serious walk with Christ as a youth year. And so things just started to stir in my heart and um, kind of through a series of, again, lots of just other details I don't need to go into. The board decided to offer me uh, the position of communications pastor, along with uh, obviously Pastor Barry um, having conversation with them. And yeah, I accepted because I had been praying about it and knew that the Lord was leading me somewhere. Um, and I knew that he was leading me into a new season of Again, I didn't know exactly what, but once this this um, option showed up and kind of showed itself, I knew that it was it was the right thing for our family and the right thing for me. And I've been in it a week, but uh, full time. Um, but I've 
had my hand in lots of areas of production from the past five, six years here at our church. And so I know a lot of the systems, but it's a, uh, it's a completely different feeling being in charge of all those areas and uh, really being able to cast vision for myself of what I'd like to see in all those areas. And so that's kind of the long version and the short version uh, rolled together. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at today. So a, a common question that we ask people is, like, where do you sit in church? But like, what I want to know is, where's your office? Is your office like right next door to Amelia's or yeah. do you guys share an yeah. office? It'd be really cool to share an office, but no. No, we don't actually no, share, an don't share an office. Yeah. So uh, in the main office, um, my office is in there and it's a, there's a room kind of back tucked in the corner um, and that'll be my office. And right now we're working on it it needed some new carpet and stuff because it didn't get an update when the whole office did and so we're working on that but that'll be done soon and that's where my office will be so does it have red carpet in it no it doesn't it actually doesn't have the old 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 red carpet it's kind of like an intermediate you know between the old old red carpet and uh and the new stuff so yeah so amelia kind of tell us a little bit about how God called you into ministry and led you to become the children's pastor yeah, here. Um, so I guess I grew up in this church. I started, um, I mean, we moved here when I was six years old from South Dakota. And I knew my whole life that I always wanted to be a part of ministry. I always wanted to help people. And I remember during high school, we were looking at different colleges. And um, it was between North Central University and a school in Springfield. And so I actually went did a tour with my parents, a college visit, and I loved it at uh, James River Leadership College. That's where I went. And oh, I just fell in love with the place. It was a, basically, we and Joe came along with me too when we decided to go there. But um, how would you describe James River? Like, it's a mega church and we get to get a degree, but also serve in the church constantly. And so it was a really, it was such a good experience for me to go to a church where my dad wasn't the pastor and kind of sit back and be, you know, serve on a different perspective, if that makes sense. Um, and so we were there and you get to pick different practicums and I did the uh, pastoral practicum right away and the benevolent side. So basically I got to sit in like this office and write, you know, like checks to people who got to get like uh, gas for their car, um, food pantry stuff. Uh, I mean, there was tons of stuff that we just got to give away, which I loved. But then it was shortly like second semester. And I just was, I was kind of actually struggling a little bit because I didn't know where exactly God wanted me to be or where I wanted to go. I was just confused. I knew I wanted to be in ministry, but I didn't know where. And I'm sitting there in a chapel service and Joe's on worship. He's playing uh, guitar. All my friends are serving in different areas. And I'm in the back with some of the pastor's kids who are just all around me in a circle. And I'm like mad that I'm stuck in the back sitting there. And they're talking to me. So I'm trying to be nice. And I'm loving that. But I'm not serving and being seen or, you know, all that. And um, not that you have to be seen, but it does go through your head. I'm like, what can I do? And then all of a sudden, it was like a light bulb went off. I'm sitting there and all these kids are around me. And I was like, you know what? I should probably serve in the kids' practicum. Just try. Just try it out. And actually, I think I only served like three weeks in the kids' practicum before the semester was over. And um, we came back here. And our church at the time did not have a kids' pastor. It was Donnie doing youth and kids. And so I was like the hired-on intern that came for the summer. And then after that, I just stayed. I just They asked me if I wanted wanted to join in and I was like you know what yes so since eight years I think it was in May that I've been here as a kids pastor and I love it I love it you're telling me you only had three weeks of training (laughs) no I got eight years and I'm still learning (laughs) eight years of it but yeah no three weeks of being like I should try that and then going into it yeah yeah so you're doing a great job I know the kids absolutely love you. you 
Thank you. Thank you. I love it too. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and on kids ministry is so important. That's one thing, you know, I think about and I've gone on a couple uh, like kids camps up to Sunstream and, and I was a counselor there with our kids uh, when our older two were were in kids church. And, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody was just talking about how it's like, you know, ministering to kids, you're, you're, you're investing in the future. Mm-hmm. Like they are the future of um of the world right yeah. you know and so it's just kids ministry sometimes people can overlook that but that's yep. really the most important ministry is investing in that and then even you know on our missions trip they were saying how the odds of somebody being open to the gospel message before age 13 is like 80 percent or something mm-hmm. i don't remember what the but then after that it drops down to like 30 percent yeah and it's just so important to go out and get that message of the gospel into their life early. Yep. And it's that childlike faith. Yeah. You know, just like just like Jesus talked about, you know, mm-hmm. and becoming like a child and just just believing and and what God can do through a child. It's impressive. So it just I uh, commend you for 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 what you do and mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, how impactful it is cuz the kids ministry is thriving. I I was talking yes. with a, a new couple just the other day and they were talking about how like they came and visited and their kid told them they were like I don't care where you guys go to church but I'm going to church there. Yes. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you can oh, drop me great. off and go wherever you <laughs> yeah. want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. So let's back up a little bit. I guess, uh, Amelia, let's start with you. Like, uh, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and, you know, how you came to be in Indianola. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was born in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and my dad was a youth pastor in Brookings, which was like an hour north of there. And I mean, since the time, I mean, since I was born, we've all, my parents have served in ministry and it's kind of funny story. Jared, he was, I think he came to the hospital when I was born and visited my dad and my parents, which is really weird. Yeah. But we go way back. But, um, so it's all started there and even moving to Iowa when I was six and we've been in this place, um, this church for since then. And we lived in the church parsonage at the time. And so I remember like leaving church here. My parents had no idea, but I leave the church here. I go home, make my own lunch and come back. And so my dad would be like, are you hungry? Let's go be a lunch. And I'd be like, actually, I already ate. And my mom's like, what? And I went home and made an egg like in fifth grade. I'd go home and then come back. And so they always laugh about that. But um, yeah, this has well, yeah, been... Because they kind of stick around here Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to make young, the most of it. I can see it. you get hungry mm-hmm. The house being right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously. So, yeah, just this has been our home. I mean, my church home for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I love this place. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Joe, yeah, tell us, you know, where did, where did you yeah. grow up or about your childhood? Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in St. Charles and I went to church as pretty much as long as I can remember. We were always in church somewhere. We went to different places in town um, in Indianola for pretty much my whole life from what I can remember. Um, I only remember really one other church from here. And when I was in, I think it was, would have been the summer of fifth grade, um, my older brother, Sam, had gone to church camp with this church, I think three or two or three times um, with his friends. And that was something he did every summer and something he really looked forward to. I remember it even as a kid. And I went to like one or two other camps by myself. Um, My mom would have me go to. A lot of them were like, they weren't really considered church camps, but you know they were like maybe a camp that was like a a church organization put it on, and I hated it. Um, I hated being away from home. I hated going and camping, and um, you know the especially the kinds of camps I went to were like the porta potties out at the end of the dirt path. So if you got to use it in the middle of the night, <laughs> walk through the woods, yeah. yeah, and get eaten by a bear on your way there or something like that. So 
I didn't like going to camp. And so uh, one year my mom was like, I was like finally old enough to go with, with my brother. And so she's like, why don't you go, you know, with Sam this year? And I like the idea of that because I got to go with my sibling, you know, and wasn't just by myself. And so I was like, you know, this is way better than going anywhere else by myself. So as long as you can outrun Sam, like the yeah, bear, the bear would get him. That's yeah, right. exactly. Not you. Yes, yes. And I had high hopes for this camp because, you know, he enjoyed it so much better than, or than I, my experiences were. So anyway, I have such a vivid memory of the very first time that I walked in this church, uh, which is so funny to me. I've never really thought about that until this moment. But I walked in and uh, Pastor Donnie was on his way out the door to go put bags in the, like the, you know, the van that we were taking. And he sees Sam. And like we noted in the beginning, my last name's Bedwell. So he sees Sam's face and he says, Bedwetter, what's going on? (laughs) And so that was my first introduction to like Pastor Donnie and the church. And I was like this little kid. I was like, you know, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Like everybody knew Sam. And, and again, that's, you know, Pastor Donnie for you. Yep. And, uh, so we walked in and, um, and I just remember, again, being kind of a whirlwind, getting ready for, for getting, like, leaving for camp. I remember walking out to my car to get my bags before my mom left the parking lot, and Amelia was wheeling her suitcase across the blacktop from the parsonage uh, with, I think, her younger sister. Very clear picture of, like, what you, you know, fifth grade it's summer... First. Sight yeah, on me. Love yeah. it first sight. Love it first sight. Yeah, yeah. My glasses yeah. and plaid and, uh, shorts. At six years older. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. And like we get on the bus to go and like some, um, a friend of ours who was like a youth that I grew up with, you know, he was kind of the same vein as Pastor Johnny and Amelia walks by and he's like, he can tell that I'm like this, you know, impressionable young kid that's like scared of life and he's like hey Amelia this kid likes you and I was like no 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 like no I you know and I was like stammering over my words and things like that so anyway that was kind of my first like and of course there's a whole story there but um that was like how I came to come to this church I don't know how much more I should disclose of the stories because I have a lot more of them following that week of like our relationship and how we met and how we, you know, came to be dating and things like that. But. Yeah. Yeah. C- carry on. That was uh, going to be my next question was, yeah. How yeah. Did you guys do you want to explain how camp or? went? Yeah. Yes, I do. Well, okay. Of course we had a great God experience <laughs> then. I really did. Yeah. Do you remember? We could God tell was the involved. Par- God, yeah. was involved. Yeah. God was involved. Yeah. He knew what, he knew it was orchestrating. That's like a parallel story, right? Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, a bunch of girls loved Joe. They were crazy about Joe. And so they would be like, they'd ask me, hey, Amelia, would you go ask him if he likes me? And I'd be like, okay. And so I'd go up to Joe and I'd be like, oh, well, they, I better admit that they'd be like, don't tell him that I'm asking you to go do this. So I'd go up to Joe and be like, okay, so-and-so doesn't want me to tell you this, but I'm telling you, um, do you like them? And he'd say yes or no. And I'd go tell them. And so I was like the little communicator between back and forth. And uh-huh. then yep. I think you were dating someone, dating in quotes, someone uh, by the yeah. end of the camp day. And, um, but you and I had talked that whole week. Yep. And then even afterwards, they would be too scared to call you on the phone. So I'd call Joe on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I think seriously, since... Uh, 13, 12, that was yeah. probably 12. Yeah. We talked on the phone almost every night until like graduating high school, college. Yep. yep. Not even joking. Yeah. Like that yeah. sounds crazy, but. Yeah. And then like the parallel kind of story to that yeah. is, you know, going to camp, which again, this is also why camp is such a great experience for our youth kids, especially. I made so many friends and had such a good, um, I had a real encounter with God kind of for the you know, the first time in my life, um, in a sense, you know, like I grew up in church, I knew who God was. I remember accepting him in my heart when I was five with my mom, but I really had an experience of my own with the Lord at that camp. And so I had a blast with friends. 
really felt welcomed and a part, you know, and a glass Pastor Donnie does. I just really loved being around Pastor Donnie. And so um, when we came back from camp, me and my brother were like, I, and of course, Amelia was there. And like, I, so we told our parents, like, we, could we go back, you know, and not just for camp, but could we go back another another week? And we actually ended up, my family switched churches um, because they're like, you guys love going. We want you to love going. So we're going to switch churches. So anyway, but that's how I kind of parallel story, you know? Yeah. So another story where Amelia got the kids to like going to church yeah. and then forced their family to start that's coming. A good, yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good yeah. observation. Oh, oh. Amelia's been oh. doing this since 12. Yeah, <laughs> since 12. That's actually a good observation. Yeah, That's awesome. I love that. Thanks for making me look good. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, Amelia, for you, I guess, definitely unique experience growing up as a pastor's child and all of that. So, Tell us through, you know, kind of your faith journey and when it become real to you and what was that like? Honestly, I was 10 years old at camp. <laughs> it goes all the way back to camp. I remember walk, doing or walking down for an altar call. And again, Pastor Donnie has been such a, um, oh gosh, mm. a huge impact on both of our lives. But mm-hmm. um, him walking me down with me and yeah. praying with me. And that's, I remember praying uh, the salvation prayer and I probably had prayed it mm, a thousand times before that but that's when I, I was 10 years old and I remember really meeting it and from there even that call to ministry I knew I grew up in there in ministry but I wanted to do it I wanted to be a part of it and win other people to Christ too from that moment I think and then from there yeah just serving so I wanted to even serve in our church I remember I couldn't wait till the day that was at kids camp too so but the, the day that I turned what middle school and you could help in the preschool room and serve every Sunday you know then I got in trouble not in trouble but my dad's like you should probably sit in church too like you know and not serve everywhere and so having that but i mean that was great advice too that's awesome so amaya tell us about one of the most influential people in your life and how they impacted you oh gosh it's a deep question Mm -hmm. and then joe you think about that one too oh i am (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. my mom is great i love my mom um she's probably she is my best friend but um what she has when I say put up with, that sounds bad, but like what she puts up with and what she deals with is, I mean, it's inspiring to me. She's, she's great. Um, my dad too. I love my parents very much. Donnie and Megan, Pastor Donnie and Megan, mm-hmm. Pastor Jared and Devin. And then I get to work with all of them. Mm-hmm. So that just makes When well, you did life. grow up with I did, kind like, of all of them at different uh-huh. seasons of your life. Yep. You know, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, I should think of someone else too. I would tell us a little bit or maybe a story or a fond memory with you and your mom. Um, okay. A memory of me and my mother, we go garage sailing almost every weekend together, even with four kids now for me. Um, she sits in the car and then I get out and then she goes out and I come back in. Um, seriously, that's not a joke. We do that. Um, McDonald's probably three times a week. Both of us. I know. Sometimes four. Dedicated. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you work with your mom, it maybe makes it better because we just McDonald's. get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> they know my name at McDonald's. Let's just put it that way. Is this Amelia? Um, Look at your yeah. order. Seriously, yeah. I'll talk and they'll say, hi, Amelia. I'm like, yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. What are other fond memories? My mom's such a good listener. She just listens. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the Enneagram personality test. Yeah. yeah. Um, or do you know what you are on the Enneagram? Yeah, I'm an eight for sure. You're an eight. I love oh. that. Okay. John, have you taken it? Okay, I'm a three on the Enneagram. You gotta find out what John is on the Enneagram. Yeah, we have yeah. to. That's gonna be the next. All right, that's our homework. Yeah, that's, that's your homework. homework, John. Okay. homework John. Take the test. <laughs> so Joel's the eight. That's the the challenger, right? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So the, the three is the achiever, and mm. then Joe's a one. 
which is the improver. The improver. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mom's a six, which I don't know what that is, but she just she just the loyal. are the loyalist. I yeah. think that's what it is. Yeah. We just go so good together. I just I need her mm-hmm. and I just appreciate her Your so mom's much. Very yeah. Supportive. Supportive. Yep. Your mom is like she's like uh the like when I was when we were younger, especially like when we were dating, like your mom's like the cool mom. Oh, totally. In a sense of she's just like Look, okay, I got a great story. Yeah. I got a great okay. I got a great story. Thank <laughs> you. So you got me started. But this has nothing. This is bad because this is before you. But I remember. Oh, I know uh, this is like being like ten or eleven, and me. I know no, there really isn't. But okay, ten or eleven, and I was at a party, like a party <laughs> sleepover with friends. Um, and before me would have been. So I was we were playing. Yeah. When I was ten. <laughs> we were playing yeah. truth or dare, and some person dared somebody to kiss me on the cheek, and they did. And I remember the first person I wanted to call was my mom. So I run in the house, get my phone, and I call my mom on this little flip phone. And uh, the, my friend's parents were on the staircase, like listening, and they got in trouble for the kissing. But my mom was like, "That's awesome! Oh, that's, we got to write this down." Like she's like that supportive, but knowing that, not crossing any lines, but um, just someone I always could just run to and tell anything, absolutely anything. But then you know, Joe came along, so that was a different person. But that's so <laughs> awesome, though. And like, I mean, it's such a testament to as a parent. You want to be the parent that kids can come to, but it's mm-hmm. it's not that you're just going to like overlook, you know, look right. at what they're doing, but at the same time being that approachable mm-hmm. so that way you can walk your kids through those things. Yeah. It's so important. That's, yeah. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good description of her mom. She just is very, I was going to say that like leading, leading quietly by example, kind of, I just remember that so vividly of not forcing anything, but you knew you knew that she was proud of you and also was willing to talk through hard things without freaking out about it. And I think that that's a big contributor to like all three of her girls um, just having a solid uh, solid faith of their own, which has been cool. You know, obviously Pastor Barry is a huge part of that, but from, you know, the mother, like the, her mom's perspective. Yeah, for sure. So have you met my wife Elizabeth's mother, Carol? Yes. So... As a long you, time ago. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, so as you describe, Alyssa, it's yeah. like so much like mm-hmm. how Carol was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, I can totally understand yeah. that type of relationship mm-hmm. is because she was like, you could go and talk to her about anything. And she had no judgment on you about it. And she wouldn't even tell you like what you should do. No, right. It wasn't like she an advice thing to, yeah. Yeah. It was just like she would listen to you understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. and then at the end of it tell you like, everything will be okay yeah and it, like it's such an amazing yeah. personality like to have I remember that about her. yep yeah. it's such amazing personality because i'm not like that i'm like mm-hmm. very well animated if you mm-hmm. you're telling me something like mm-hmm. so that's me blah, 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 blah. i had to take the speed down on the podcast oh you're fine, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> i'm curious so mm-hmm. i Tell me, Joe, a little bit more about how did you win over Pastor Barry to marry his oh, daughter? That's a good story. Yeah, all right. It's a really good story. It's a really yeah. good one. So again, <laughs> me and Amelia were. This is again. This is the fu- like a uh, funny thing with Alyssa. I get back from camp. The county fair was, I think, the following week, or it was like uh, just a few days later. Yep. And um, I was like, "Can we go to the fair?" We had each other's numbers, like a lot of the youth kids did, not just me and Amelia. And so we like kind of knew that there was going to be a group there we could meet with, and we were going to uh, pick Amelia up at her house and walk to the uh, fairgrounds because it's right across the street. And that was the first time I met Alyssa, 
like ever. And I think it was just me that went to your house with maybe just like one of your friends, but that was it. It wasn't like a huge group. So it's like this boy and whatever. And Alyssa was just like, okay, have fun. Good to meet you, you know, and like very nice about everything and stuff. So that was kind of the first time that I started hanging out with Amelia. But like very shortly after I, you know, was making, you know, texting Amelia and talking to her at church a lot and things like that. And of course, Pastor Barry knows that I'm, you know, and like hanging out with Amelia and things like that. But this wasn't very long. Um, we had to be, I think, twelve. Not, no, not. We, we, we were, were twelve. 12 and one day after it's church, crazy to think about. That's right. One <laughs> day after church, I, me and Amelia had made plans to, uh, I think, go watch a, a movie. movie in the theater, and Alyssa was gonna like take us there and drop us off, and it was already decided. Uh, but I went up to Pastor Barry after church, and I was like, I asked him basically if it was okay if I went to the movies with Amelia like and we didn't I didn't have to because like the plan was already made you know but I don't really good know for you though. I don't even know why it crossed my mind I mean I was not that old um but the fact that he did that oh my dad was like this 12 year old boy is asking oh he's yeah. great yeah. gold star blah, blah, blah. I feel like that would win me over fantastic. well I think you know the thing too is obviously like we're driving them to this movie it's and then picking like, yeah, them up. Going out. <laughs> like, that was when we were 16. Which, there's not, yeah. speaking of that, the day Joe got his license, my mom let me skip school and actually leave school early, have yeah. Joe pick me up school from day. school to go Picked to Des Moines up. and hang out. And we we did, I know. Whole day. Wow. It was great. Yeah. Joe went to a different high school than me too. So yes. yep. he was over in the uh-huh. boondocks or whatever. And then, yeah, but I think <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Then we were over here. <laughs> I think that, yeah, Pastor Barry, I think just from knowing me from such a young age, and me and Amelia were always pretty close. Um, there was like a year where we didn't really, we had a weird like thing go on where you didn't want to like talk to me anymore and stuff. And that was a whole like thing. <laughs> we don't have that, to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. That was junior high. Okay. But I was <laughs> persistent, you know, and I was just there and no. And, uh, my first tube of mascara. I thought I could yeah. do a lot of things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, just I don't always, need you anymore, I, need Joe. You. I don't need you. <laughs> just always being around. <laughs> and uh, I think too, another part of it probably is uh, I served on the worship team when I was 15 i think because i didn't have my license yet um with pastor barry and so like i got to not just be like hanging around his daughter and around his house sometimes but like serve on a team with him within the church and so he you know got to see that side of me and i got to see that side of him and and so i think yeah just knowing knowing him and him knowing me is one of the reasons that we kind of that relationship just worked out okay and yeah so how old were you when you got married we were 19. 19. I just turned 19, yeah. Yeah. Because I turned 19 in May. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then we had Lainey. When we were 20. When we were 20. Mm-hmm. It was like a year and a few months of yeah. being married. I think we were married seven months and we got pregnant with Lainey. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, and the rest is history. Every two years since then, there's been a baby. I feel that. We, we only made it three months before we got <laughs> pregnant. Okay, yeah. 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 And then it was every two years. Yeah. 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 Yep. So yep. But it's, mm-hmm. it's fun times. Yeah. Fun yes. times. It's awesome. Busy times. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's worth it, though. It's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the other side now. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, it's Gideon just turned 11, our youngest, yeah. right? Like, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gideon. I love Gideon. I do love Gideon. <laughs> I see when you smile, I see Gideon in your I face. <laughs> I told him, I was like, I hope you don't get tired of people telling you you look just like me. It's never going to go does. away. Yep. Like, oh, he totally does. That's, just, that's funny. It's because like my brother and I look a lot alike. And so being younger and going through school, they would confuse us all the time. Oh, yeah. And so I would constantly like, are you... Are you Chuck? Mm. Like, no, uh, no, nope, I'm not. <laughs> My yep. grandma, she's a twin, and uh, she always jokes about her and her uh, sister Marsha. So it's Mary and Marsha. 
just funny. Wow. But, uh-huh. um, okay. She, <laughs> right? Uh, they would go to on double dates, and then when one was in the bathroom, like they would go to the bathroom in the theater, switch clothes, and go back. Oh, that's oh, not cool. That's, uh, not cool. That's not cool. Not cool. But no, they, that's the guys hilarious. would have no idea, and I'm like, Grandma, like I thought that was crazy. But I laugh at that story. I don't like my date. Do you like yours? Let's yeah. switch. Let's switch. Yeah. Or they would do it for class too, like science and math and all that. That's hilarious. Do you remember her telling that? I story? don't know. Like I would struggle dating a twin because I would have I would fears too. of that. Especially like, all like the an time. identical twin. I would probably, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I know once you get to know the person, then you can tell them apart like almost instantly. But like I think with identical twins, especially, even if you know them, you know, as, you m- as much as you can. Twins. Like, right. Sometimes yeah. you yeah. might mix it up. And their spouses. Yeah. All right, we'll get Joe and Josh in here. And yeah, we'll yeah, seriously. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> good. Okay, yeah. that's a perfect example. I can tell them totally, yeah, totally I can apart, tell them apart now. now. But for the longest time when they first started serving downstairs with me, um, I oh, it was hard. But now that I know that they I'm can speak. I'm horrible with names, period. And I know so, exactly. like, sometimes I'll hesitate because I'm like, I usually get just mm-hmm. people, just, nope, they're not twins. I just even, get their name wrong. <laughs> our <laughs> kids right. can even tell them apart now. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. They've been around them enough. But That's true, yeah. Yeah. And that's what's funny is, like, my kids like know Joe and Josh, yeah. and yeah. So in the beginning, they were like, "I don't know which one it is," and now they're like, "It was Joe." Yeah, come on, it was Josh. Josh. Yeah, like, totally. you can't tell them apart. Totally. Like, yeah, what's wrong with you? Why yeah. can't you tell yeah, them come apart? On. Like, yeah, I don't hang out with them all the time. I'm like, sorry, I have no idea. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got a question for for both of you. If you could go back and give your 18 year old self ad- a piece of advice, what would it be? Gosh, it's probably the same for both of us. Yeah, what's yours? Well, I don't you go know. first. Well, no, if you think we have <laughs> no. the same answer, you go. <laughs> no. yeah. Not being so hard on ourselves. I don't know. We yeah. always are trying to strive and improve and improve and improve and yeah. just realizing that sometimes we need to step back. Life's good. Not everything has to be fixed. Enjoy the moment. Be mindful. I think that's a good piece of mm-hmm. advice for everyone. Mm-hmm. Because I think all of us, especially from a young age, we're constantly after ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. just do better be better yeah. do better mm-hmm. be better mm-hmm. and so yeah i think that's yeah. great advice yeah. for all of us yeah yeah i would say too that um just to tag on to that especially in our culture uh when kids are getting out of high school there's a huge weight to what are you going to do what are you going to do and that question weighs kids down and they think they have to choose what they're going to do for the rest of their life oh, yeah. and it's funny you know like i think that as kids too you don't always listen to advice super well or like my dad especially was like hey like you have time don't you know you don't have to be like i was and have to like think you got to decide right now right now right now because you know, your life you'll change and things like that but even when he said that i just still couldn't get that out of my head you know that like it was so and it is an important part timing in your life but you don't have to think that one you know decision to go into one field of work or the other is gonna determine your path forever you know um, especially as believers like i think youth that you know are coming here especially or just any church but any any youth that's a believer can trust and should trust that god has a path and a plan for them and trusting him is more important than picking the right path and like when i was in when i was that age part of us we did go to the same college but we had a year of really for young kids deep conversations that we probably didn't even need to be having where she was going to go and she was decided that she was going to go to this uh, college in Springfield and I wasn't going to go, period. Like, I just, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stay here and get a job and continue working in with my family's business. And we had a few moments where we were like, nope, we're not going to keep dating and we're going to go our separate ways. And we didn't. And one night I was at home and I was like, 
you know, Lord, I, I want to do what you want me to do. And that was the first time ever in my life that I prayed that prayer. But that really kind of changed the trajectory of my life of adopting that attitude in everything of God, what do you want me to do? Um, and obviously our desires play into that because he gives us those, but it's kind of goes back to that weight, right? Of like, God, if, if you're leaning on him and asking what he, you know, what's next from him, you know, you're going to be satisfied in that, you know, and those are lessons I think we learn every step of our lives, right? I'm still learning that now. I will exactly. tell you, I'm I 38 say, yeah. and I don't know what I want to do. Like I just learned that again, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I've changed careers multiple times already and uh-huh. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Like I, I have changed completely what I have done in the past to what I do now. Yeah. And even last week or earlier this week, I was praying, you know, God, if this is not the path that I'm supposed to be on, mm-hmm. show me the direction that I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's, we don't know what we always want to do. Yeah, that's a great point. No, and, and it's different for each kid too. So I will just say, you know, coming off of the missions trip to El Salvador, mm-hmm. you know, a number of the youth were, were called into missionary work, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. But, you know, I can also relate to those that don't feel that clear of a calling yeah. and, and almost having like, a jealousy over just like, I wish I had that clarity. Right. You know, and, and that's, and that's tough to, to work through. And I still struggle with that. Of like, yeah. I wish I had that clarity too, because I still don't know. Um, and, and God's still working in my heart on like what his purposes yeah. are for, for me. And so mm-hmm. it's different, you know, each person has their own journey. And I think yeah. it's just switching that perspective from being a competition to like, we're just going in different paths and we need to support each other, yeah. you know, through those things. Uh, because, because it's a little bit different. And to your point, just mm-hmm. trusting him. Yeah. There's so much peace in that. Yep. And that first time you just truly just cast your cares upon him, I would tell you, it's like you can physically feel the weight come Absolutely. off your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's funny too that like just kind of landing to this topic because this is one of my favorite topics. And again, it goes back, I think, to things you experience when you're young that kind of like stick with you. But my, I think it was my 18th or 17th birthday. Uh, Amelia's mom and dad gave me the dream giver book. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read that, but, um, that's a book that kind of like, I, I want, I want that as a theme for my life almost of God is a, a God who he, he gives us things to aspire for and to look forward to and have hope for. I mean, obviously we have the blessed hope, you know, we have the hope that also comes from our salvation in him, but, um, but also there's so many f- like facets to that of, you know, the, the passions he gives us, everybody has different things they enjoy. Right. And, and I think that that is such a, it's such an interesting topic and a topic that I especially love if a youth or a student or a young person has any interest in, in that, like, I kind of like this thing and I kind of want to go after it. I love to just be, if they're willing to listen and they want to talk to kind of just go deep on that with them, because I think that so many people settle for less um, when we don't have to, you know, and, and God is big enough to, you know, especially in our culture, right? It's like, we have to, uh, I gotta have this much money in order to, to survive and all that stuff. And it's just, uh, it's a thing where God is bigger than that. You know, he's bigger than, and, and of course there's practicalities, right? But yeah, I just, I love that topic and I love to, to, to go over that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, I was reading a book that Pastor Donnie gave to us. And, you know, and it talks about how, especially in American culture, we're, we're way off topic, so I apologize. But no, it's anyways, good. you know, in American culture, it's kind of like, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah. And we rely so much on our own abilities. Yes. And I will tell you, I, I mean, I've fallen into that. It's kind of one of those where I'm like, I, you know, I definitely, I'm like, you put enough effort into it, you can do anything you want, right? Yep. 
but that takes God out of the equation. Yeah. And, you know, and that, that really just hit me hard of just like, if I'm going just to my strengths, but what if God's calling to do something bigger, mm-hmm. but it, but it, it makes me rely on his strength to go out and do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then that's so much bigger and, and beyond what we think is possible Yeah. yeah. and, and completely different set of parameters, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the American dream per se. Yeah. But it's but it's something super impactful for his kingdom. Absolutely. That's that's beyond what we can really imagine. And that's so much better and more fulfilling. And yeah. like you know, I feel like that that fleeting happiness is the American dream yeah. where that fulfilling joy is what God has in store yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants the American dream when you can have God's dream for your life, right? You know? Amen. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a lot more fulfilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tell us a little bit about your family. You mentioned, you know, the, the kids and, you know, so tell us, tell us a little bit about the yeah, family. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, well, we have four kids. Lainey's six, Bo is four, Graham is two, and Lincoln is almost two months. So we're very busy, very busy right now in a season of life where we love it, um, but we also feel like we never see each other. And then when we do, we're tired and go to bed. <laughs> so that's basically what it is. But It's so like, um, I guess if you want to switch the way this podcast is going and we'll just let you go take a nap. Yep. Perfectly. That'd be great. We might not come back. <laughs> no, after that. No, just, but um, no. Uh, yeah, we have four kids. Um, we, I don't know. We have two dogs. <laughs> yeah. We always wanted to have a family and I always wanted to have, I really always wanted four kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of knew that in my head and you weren't always mm-hmm. so sure about that, but you always wanted mm-hmm. kids too. And now that we have four, we, love kids. we don't want any more than yep, four. We finally hit that moment <laughs> where like, you don't dream about having yeah. it. I didn't know if we I'm would, good. I didn't know if we'd hit that I'm wall good. or not, but we did. And I can't, and I know I just like had him, but like yeah. I know for a Maybe fact it'll wear off, done. you know, yeah. and in a little while, be like, oh, another one wouldn't be <laughs> no, so bad. Nope. Maybe for you, but not for me. Not having. Not having. No, 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 We have short memories. Once you get to five, you have your basketball team. You're good. Almost. Yeah. But yeah, it's just life is, we're learning how to I mean, that was a lot of kids. our phone calls when we were younger, talking about our future family and what we would do, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But we're so. learning how to have yeah. a kid in school and another mm-hmm. one starting and having a, you know, and a ta- uh, yep. she'll potty train. I mean, we're trying to still, you feel, I felt like after, after we did things with Lainey, right, mm-hmm. that we would, the rest would be follow the same type of stuff and obviously you guys are parents of kids that are older you know it, it doesn't way work more. that way yeah, yeah it doesn't their happen personalities like that. are all different and yeah. <laughs> they require different things from us yeah no yeah. for sure I, I will say like for us it was the transition from two to three especially when they're all young because now you're outnumbered it's like oh we have to take multiple trips to get yeah. all the kids out that's of the car. what it's seriously. like you know now, yeah. but the fourth one it's just like it's just another one at this yeah, point yeah, like yeah. <laughs> So yep. true. Already, so true. Come you're, on. You're, yeah, yeah, your hands are already full. So like now I'll just carry a baby carrier <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Yeah. Amanda and I had always talked about kids like long before we got married and mm-hmm. everything. And I'll be honest, it surprises me how many people don't have that conversation before yeah. they get married. Yeah. And I yep. so anybody that isn't married, you know, I would encourage you to talk about that beforehand. Yeah. I feel like that's an important topic. Yeah, oh, it's it huge. Is. Yeah, it's a huge topic. And it does, it changes like it's even the expectation of your life. Like some people, I think when they have kids, they they don't talk about the fact, and we may have even landed in this category. It's a season in life where you, you're you forced to slow down. And if you don't, number one, you'll burn yourself out. But number two, that relationship will really, I mean, they're the, when they're young, up to a certain age, right? That's when you have a chance to speak into their life. And after that, you know, they're going to be looking for other influences. It could be good ones, but also could be not so good ones. But 
you as a parent take a different role, right? You know, and that's something that I definitely received some good advice from. And one of those Holy Spirit moments, I feel like when one time I was talking to Pastor Jared, and I always bring this up because again, it just like I can remember him saying it so clearly. But he, I was talking to him about some stuff and um, just about life and priorities and things, and he just kind of paused for a minute. He's like, "Just remember, your kids will be your greatest legacy." And I was just like, yeah, that's good. Ooh, yeah, you know, like there is a lot of things in life I want to do, a lot of things I want to achieve, but at the end of the day, like, you know, that stuff can wait for the time being. It's just a season. So yeah, but we are still navigating that of days where we are too busy and we're like, okay, we got to okay, slow down. Got to check the priorities again and, and like, uh, I don't reorganize. Even like to share this story, but like two days after Lincoln was born, our dog is having puppies in our kitchen. And wow. so, so labor and delivery unit wow. came back to us. months before we were like, yeah, I think we could handle it. We could it. handle that. Like, yeah. And then she was a week, a week early. early. She was a week early. Which, so we would have had more time. Yeah, but, right? You know, we we're still but, cutting so, it close anyway. <laughs> we're crazy. That's basically what <laughs> yeah. we're trying to say. You and the dog going into labor at the same time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'm like, oh idea. my gosh, yeah. what are the odds? <laughs> Just get it all over with at once was yeah, kind of the idea. <laughs> Learning to slow down. So you have a bunch of puppies at home. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yep. Yeah. When are those go? When you- they go home yeah. in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a little side hustle we got going yeah. on. Side hustle. Nice. We're yeah, all we about did, the side hustles. We did puppies once, and I was like, never again. Never. Oh, those were the cutest puppies. <clears throat> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Are. I came yeah, to the now. Stand. They're a year yeah, old they're huge. now. Yeah, they're huge. They're miserable. So when I was pretty young, my mom started raising uh, a couple different breeds of dogs, and kind of is that's been her like main thing uh, for um, as long as I can really years remember. She's been doing yeah, it's been years. a long time, and uh, now you mm-hmm. really help her kind of take. You know, you do part of the marketing stuff, and I kind of take care of the you know day-to-day stuff uh with chores and things and so my mom's been really it's been great it's great (laughs) yeah it's been but it's been a good thing for our family it's kind of a good um yeah it's a good thing to do and it's fun fun for the kids kids to have puppies around and stuff like that so but now like they're so used to it that like they see a puppy they don't really care which some other kids would be like oh puppy yeah you know our kids are like "Mm." yeah yeah (laughs) like come on that's how kids are with everything. Yeah, it's not funny. Like, you know, if it's around, it's available. Yeah. Ah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever. You know, I would have, <laughs> I would have done some crazy things to have that when I was your yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so true. Okay, so I do have to ask one question. A unique situation for those uh, listening that don't know. So Joe's brother is also married to Amelia's yes. sister. Yes. I want to know how did this go down? Who got married first? How did yeah. this all work yeah. out? Like, I, I mean, oh, it was a lot of fighting in high school with me and Anna, who would because we had to drive together because my dad wouldn't let us take two cars because of gas because he lived twenty minutes away. So we had to go to our boyfriend's house in the same car, yeah. which <laughs> drove me nuts yeah. at the time. But now, like, there's no way I would like go. Alone. I would, yeah, yeah. So like between me and between me and Ben, there's he's three years younger than I am, um, which a lot of people get that confused that he's older than me um, which has been a funny thing as we've gotten older but he's three years younger than me and Anna's Mm -hmm. roughly that same age yeah so when we were 12 ish they were nine and eight their pictures go way back too like when they met yeah and kind of even funnier than that I have a younger brother and him and Amelia's youngest sister are about the exact same age age as well Um, and so those poor guys are stuck forever being like well, remember when we were little and everybody thought we were going to end up together just like our other siblings yeah. that got married? Well, that's so, strange. I, I know that was a common like yeah. thing uh-huh. that people talk about. Yeah, here, now like, that they've gotten older, I think luckily for them, people don't know as much that we have younger siblings that are the same age. So yeah. like, I don't think they hear that as much and I'm sure they're grateful for that. But but yeah. Um, they're good friends. We, uh, yeah, we kind of just grew up together 
uh, from that point and Ben and Anna again, kind of same thing. They just yeah, we went to college and they started. They were good dating, friends. Dating, I think. They were good friends and then they started dating mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So we got married um, in 2015. Yeah. And they got married in 2018. 2018 because yeah. our second was yeah. born shortly after that. I was so, super pregnant at Anna's wedding. Yeah. Super pregnant. So yeah, it's really fun to go to my family's events mm-hmm. and see them and then, you know, go to the other family's events and see them and like funny, like um, our nephew Stetson just had a birthday, we, you know, buying him two gifts to give him at each we always do that. party because otherwise <laughs> yeah. we show up to one without a gift, you know, so it's oh, kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Christmas is the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's like we, all those we've things you don't think about, the... you know, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or we leave one Christmas and like see you in an hour. Um, <laughs> the next so, one. so at one Christmas you give them like all the ammo to a Nerf gun. Yeah. And then at the other one you're like, here's the Nerf gun. Here's the yeah. Nerf gun. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, coming. but that's a great idea and something that I need to start thinking about to get creative in the future because otherwise yeah. it's just gonna be like, here's one gift, here's another gift. Here's another so it'd be good gift. to oh, break it, right it up now, like yeah. that. Like, yeah, here's half of the puzzle, the other half you're gonna get. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You just don't <laughs> later. Wow. See you later. Uh-huh. Here's yep. the lid, here's yep. the Yep. So yeah. Um but yeah, they just kind, kind of, of we all dynamic. just kind of grew up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you would start driving Anna would ride with you and, and vice versa. And yeah. Yep. She did. <laughs> we get along great now, but you know, mm, yeah. you guys have girls. Your yeah, girls we fight. Have siblings too. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like it's just common and then love each <laughs> other brothers, the next minute. You know. Like it just flips. And they're at the stage now that they're like, they talk more and they're uh-huh. like becoming more connected. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I mean, it was many nights that we were like, you guys stop fighting with each other. Like, yeah. this is oh, I be totally your best friend. To like mm-hmm. stop beating each other up all yeah. the time. And yep. now they're like, you know, they have their little snippets yeah. towards each oh, other. Yeah. But for the most <laughs> time they're like, Hey, come and do this or Hey, can yep. we do this? Uh-huh. And I love that. And Joe grew up with a bunch of boys. Like it was just yeah, all I have boys. Three other, I have three brothers and she mm-hmm. has two sisters. So, so yeah. Going in car rides with their family, nobody talks. Like yeah, different just, dynamics for sure. Nobody, just quiet. <laughs> and then you get in our family, we're singing Taylor Swift and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And yeah. Joe's like, oh, yeah, definitely a difference. Yeah. There's one. I have I have a brother, mm-hmm. and like growing up, like you know, there wasn't a whole lot of talking. Like if we get mad at each other, we'd punch each other and then right. be done with it. Nothing's wrong with them not talking. They just don't have yeah. nothing to say. Yeah, we're just like, fine. Okay. Everything's and good. then growing and then having a house full of girls yeah, where it's too, like. Yeah. They don't stop talking. Uh-huh. They don't. <laughs> yeah, it's very different from how you grew up. That's really funny. Yeah, so true. I then it's funny how you were like talking about like which kid you were pregnant with. I remember it took a long time before that was not a thing. It was like, oh, who were we pregnant? Yeah, with reference that back yes. to the That's, time that you was that is your reference point <laughs> yeah. for yes. a long time. <laughs> like, <laughs> For oh, real. 100%. For yeah. Real. Even milestones in pregnancies, I still remember dates by like, oh, that was the time where you were really sick and then we went and did that yeah. thing. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> or we yeah. went to that one restaurant that one time. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. T- yeah. Totally the case. That's so true. All right. That brings us to the end of the first episode with Joe and Amelia. Be sure to check back soon for episode two.